It is episode 149, well, it's episode 149 of the Movie Review Show, episode 557 overall, you're tuned in to the, I always say the, but it's really, there's no the anymore, it used to be, I used to say the JeffCast podcast feed, but now it's just, you're tuned into MySpace the podcast available at anchor.fm slash myspace. The only reason that I, this this exists as a title of the show and the program is because I was able to snag that dumb uh, uh, URL uh, from anchor.fm slash myspace, and hence the name of the show. No other reason. There's no other reason. Uh, again, we're catching up. We're catching up. I have a little um, scribble. Uh, scribbly thing of um, all the movies I need to review. I'll give you a rundown here. When I want to get a little rundown of what's to come on the movie review show as we uh, stagger towards the 150th episode. Uh, and uh, again, uh, getting we'll be we'll be at uh, episode 600 overall on the feed uh, before you know it. And and I'm I'm littering all of these episodes with the Anchor.fm commercial at the beginning. I apologize for that, but uh, look. Just experimenting with that whole uh, sponsorship thing. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna keep putting that at the top. Uh, we'll maybe do. Uh, hopefully, get some different ads at some point as well. I'm still figuring, trying to figure this out. I'm not really putting too much time or effort into it. As <laughs> is my uh, per per the use, as 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 they say. Okay, so the kindergarten teacher is is the review to uh, show today. The kindergarten teacher is rated R. I guess it's rated R. It's a Netflix show, so it's it's a Netflix movie. Uh, written and directed by Sara Colangelo. He's a, a Italian. My fellow, one of my I can I can talk like that because I'm I am Italian. Uh, she actually does not have a Wikipedia page. Sarah Colangelo. So, hey, Sarah, you might you might have written and directed a feature length film on Netflix. But you don't have a Wikipedia page, so you're really no different than any other stooge. On, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just I'm, I'm reading the plot here on on uh, on on Wikipedia, and I didn't realize that uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character name is Lisa Spinelli. <laughs> That's a Lisa funny Lisa Spinelli. She doesn't look like a Lisa Spinelli. Um, but hey, Sarah Colangelo, she's gonna write about uh, Staten Island teacher. She's going to give a, a name like Lisa Spinelli. I used to work in Staten Island. And it's funny because I, I when I was living in New Jersey, I worked for a company that was ma- I was mainly in East Brunswick. Um, if you ever drive on the New Jersey Turnpike and you're going by the New Brunswick exit, you'll see these three two are two tall buildings next to a hotel very close to the New Jersey Turnpike exit for New Jersey. And uh, the, the PNC, I think, is the name of the on top of the buildings. And, um, uh, that I used to work there, so in, a, in the pretty high up floor. Uh, and anyway, the, the, I used to have to go to Staten Island all the time because they had a, it was a, it was a shipping company and I worked on the docks in Staten Island. And, uh, I used to drive there and, uh, it was a tugboat uh, deal, a very random job. It was actually, I actually made more money doing the job than I make now, believe it or not. I made, this is my, my, my life. You want to hear a little something about my life? I made more money uh, washing golf clubs than I do right now. That was at the height. I, I peaked at age 22. I was going to college part-time. 
and I was working like 50 hours a week at a, at a golf course where I was getting salary plus tips and definitely made more money at that job probably overall than I have anywhere else. Then I got a pretty good job at the end of my college as I, as I you know, it took me seven, eight years to finish college. Uh, I have two, two bachelor degrees. And again, I was working a lot of this and I, and I was working for another company. I got this job randomly uh, filling out a, a Craigslist, I believe, for an admin assistant in an office building. And eventually they hired me, uh, even though I had no background in it, to work. Uh, it, it was a good job. It was actually a really, really good job with sick benefits. And, um, you know, um, I, 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 I hated it, but it was, it was, I, I kind of fell into it without even nothing to do. I wasn't, I didn't even have a, a degree. I, mean, I had one degree at that point. I was finishing up the second degree. As I was going, as I was working there, that's a little bit of background about me. Um, but that's my Staten Island connection. That's this movie takes place in Staten Island. It's it is, you know, they're on the ferry in this a uh, uh, couple scenes in this in this film. Um, it's not this is not a very good movie. Uh, my apologies to Miss Gyllenhaal and Miss uh, Miss Colangelo. Um, but it's it's not one I can recommend. Uh, I watched it. My wife saw something about it. She heard an interview with Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's like, oh, this is a Netflix movie. You're going to watch it. I was like, so we had nothing to do on it. We turned it on. Uh, it was so slow and boring in the beginning and not in a good way that I almost turned it off. It got creepy, and that made me that, – that I would say they amping up the creepiness factor I think gave it um, – and if it had been less creepy, it would have been a lot less interesting, and I think it would have gotten. I would have given this a, even a, a, a less a lesser a grade. Um, but it, because it was so creepy, I got to give it. I got to. I got to give it. You know, I think I'm going to go under five with it, though. I really do. I think I got to go in the fours. And uh, you know, I I don't dip. I don't dip that well. Uh, that that my toes into. Um, uh, links like, you know, uh, links, what the fuck, um, scores that low, because, look, listen, I'm not trying to watch movies that I'm not gonna like. I just got a Planet Fitness email to rejoin for a dollar, I don't know what that scam's all about. Anyway, um, so I gave World War Z, four, wait, 4.59, I gave Bird Box a 4.5, Man, I gotta go lower than Bird Box, I think. I would rather rewatch Bird Box than watch this movie again, that's for sure. Uh, so I'll give this one a 4.4. The station agent is. We're now, we're now in station agent territory. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a 4.4. That feels about right. 4.414. How about that? The kindergarten teacher. Uh, you know, it's it just, it is slow, like, I, it, it's, it's overwrought, too, which is, a, which I have a problem with, um, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character is sad, she, she, you know, she, she, she carries the movie to some degree, um, I, I don't know, I realize I haven't talked a bit, a, 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 for a second about the, um, plot of this, because the plot is just, like, it's, it's about a, pro, a child prodigy that a kindergarten teacher, um, discovers, but but the, the but this guy's prodigy is that he's a poet, which okay. 
I read one sentence of this before I turned it on. I was like, oh, this guy must be like a genius math whiz science kid, like just have some sort of like beautiful mind like type savant. But the fact that he's a poet is very, it's very, right off the bat, you're sort of dealing with an abstraction. And not to say that a kindergarten age kid couldn't, couldn't be a poet before they can re- even, re- I, apparently this kid can't even read or write. So that's what's interesting to me is that, that they don't even give him, like he's good enough to, to write these poems which again, everyone like all the adults in this this poetry class, she shares them, uh, and as she, originally she shares them as her. This is a couple of there are some major flaws in this movie, but the, one of the flaws was um, uh, her teacher, who she ends up having sex with randomly at one point too, which is really not a, a, a strain or a line on this the whole plot um, that has any meaning or uh, other otherwise uh, impacts the story. But anyway, this teacher eventually finds out that she plagiarized um, the work of the kindergarten student as her own. And he immediately, even though he, she's, she has like essentially kidnapped the kid that night to bring him to a poetry reading, um, the, the teacher immediately, his biggest problem was you plagiarized your work. <laughs> and it was like, well, that's sort of like the, the ninth worst thing that she's done in the last half hour in the, in the story. And that that you know the little things like that where you're just like these these characters are not they're not it's just it's just, it's this is the these are movies like this they're really built on realism right like they're they're it's, it's taking place in a certain time in a, in a very specific place and the characters otherwise are very realistic seeming but when their when their actions and consequences don't necessarily line up with with how life would work. Um, then you have a big problem. It creates a disconnect for the viewer, and that that's that's something that you can you can't really get past. There's no there's nothing stylistically about this that that you can say okay we're you know there's fan, this is fantastical in a in a sense, um, and it's it's this is this is more about um, feel because if it, if we were just talking about the feel the feel is very boring and slow uh, so so. Right off, you know, you can't rely on that. You're 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 going to be gritty and real. Then you have to you have to go. That has to fall through. You have to fall through with that cross the board. Every action and reaction has to be realistic and believable. And there's many times when it is just not. Um, the dad of this kid, I think, is played by the guy from Office Space, who I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen him since Office Space. Maybe I'm now. I feel bad because I think I'm, uh, this might not be the same actor. Yeah, now I feel. Oh no, he yeah, he was in Office Space. Yeah, he was the he was the um. Yeah, he was the uh, Indian coworker in Office Space. He, you know, he has like the kind of offensive. He can, they kind of give him. He's he's playing that very much um, with an accent, if I recall, Office Space. So I mean, I don't feel bad pointing him out to be an Indian. He's uh, in. That's sort of like the role he was um, giving out because he's born in he was born in Evanston, Illinois. So I mean, this guy Ajay Naidu is his name. He's good. He was, you know, he's good. He's this, but he's he's in this he's in this one scene and he's never mentioned again, except for off camera. And here's another here's another thing. Um, she essentially kidnaps the kid twice. Uh, the first time he she kidnaps him, the dad of the kid, or, you know, the family of the kid basically like hey don't do that again but he was gone for the entire night like she she never brought him home 
There, I mean, police would have been involved then. I mean, absolutely, police would have been involved. The kid, your kid doesn't come home. He's five years old. I mean, what do you, what the hell? Like, you can't. You know, that wouldn't. They just, they gave her like, they're like, all their reaction to that was they, they, they took him. They moved him to a different school district. Like the reaction should have been the teacher getting arrested then. Anyway, she kidnaps him again. She, she gets arrested for real. That's sort of how the movie ends. And um, uh, and another another very cheap thing that I didn't like. About this, this is very cheap actually. I'm just I watched this a couple weeks ago, so excuse me for just remembering this on the slide. I didn't have any notes or anything. Uh, the the movie ends uh, exploited exploitative and cheaply. Um, so part of the one of the themes that they that they drive home is that poetry and poets are not valued in the society in in general in the greater sense arts in general but it's specifically in this in this film po poetry and poems and people who want to be poets and inspired to write poetry you're not taken seriously you're not given the time of day and no one listens right so that's she listened to this kid and she thought she was doing this great thing she's also a crazy person who who kidnaps a five-year-old and there's it's never like it's never sexual. Uh, it, I mean, it's never. I don't want to say that they even like perversely um, traveled on those on those. The, I don't think they teeter on that in that in that arena at all. But I won't. I will say that Maggie Gyllenhaal, like if it if it had spiraled that to that sense, it might have been the way that she, Maggie Gyllenhaal was playing the the character. I wouldn't. It doesn't go there, but it seems it, it, for for a while it seems like it, it was maybe going in sort of that way, and it. It never does go that way. I don't want. I want to make make that clear. But she's very. She's clearly uh, troubled, and she she commits crimes like very serious, you know, crimes. She's going to jail for a long time. For this is like straight up. She straight up kidnaps the kid. But the, who knows what her plan is? I think she wants to go to Canada with him to nurture his talent as a poet. Anyway, the film ends with he. You see, he has this thing where he's like, "I'm doing a poem," and then so she he recites the poems, and then uh, either. Um, his babysitter or the assistant or her, uh, her, her or Maggie Gyllenhaal herself will write down the poems as, as he just like has these like uh, manic uh, almost seeming episodes where he's walking, pacing back and forth and he just starts spouting out these poems, which I mean, are they good poems? No, I don't, I mean, whatever. They, 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 there's kind of like, they're the kind of poems that like, I mean, I'm guessing the screenwriter director wrote these poems uh, unless she got like a, po a poetry person to write the um to write the actual poems that are used in here i'm trying to save any information about that uh so it's based on it's based on an israeli film of the same name 2014 israeli film of the same name uh interesting um yeah um so anyway i sorry back to um she won best dramatic Sundance, she won Best Director for this movie. All right. I'm doing something wrong, folks. Uh, the movie ends with the kid in the back of a police car reciting the poem, and no one's there to hear it or write it down. So even after all that, they're still trying to... If they didn't hammer it home enough, it's just like, people don't listen to poetry is not valued in the society. And it's like, all right. The kid just fucking got kidnapped... Oh, and then another thing, the, 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 in, the, in the hotel, they're at like a lake in upstate New York, I think that's where they are, and it's like a motel, and the escape ploy, 
look, a plot has to have an A and a B. You have to you have to move a plot forward in every in any which way you do that is these are these are the decisions you make as a writer, as a director, and as an actor, and uh, the whole the whole idea of a film has to get from point A to point B. And these decisions can be. I'm, I'm the next movie I'm reviewing is going to be Inland Empire. So we'll talk about a narrative, and we're talking about how to how to move a film forward. That's a whole different visual language when you're talking when you're dealing in that type of a universe. But we're more in this universe where we expect things to to function as they are, and then they just don't. And one example of when they just don't is that they're at this motel, and she she's taking a shower. And the kid is outside the room in the uh, you know the hotel room, and he locks her in the bathroom from the outside. Now, think about that for a second. What have have you ever been in a hotel? Um, where where that is uh, that that is a functional thing where where the door to the to the bathroom is only able to lock from the outside of the bathroom. Is this like the prison hotel like that like for people who are like trying to kidnap children? that they would need a, a ability to like create essentially a, a, a cage inside of the room. Like when, what is that? That's not how, ho- that's not how locks work. And certainly not how hotel room uh, l- l- uh, locks works. I would, I mean, think of, I, as someone who was a, ki- a small kid, I mean, uh, the, the, the hell that would be like traveling where, where the pot, you're taking a shower and it's possible that you, your child could lock you in a room, even just accidentally is, um, scary and also just like not not something that that's not real that doesn't happen so that i mean there's a million ways they could have uh uh, the kid could have just uh gone out and gotten a maid or gone out to the you know as she was showering could have just gone out the front door and got someone to help her to get the to get the cops See, my point is to get the cops there he didn't have to lock her in the bathroom because that wouldn't that's not a thing that's and so like that drove me nuts um more i think about this Maybe the station agent was better, although that movie was fresh. If I remember that correctly, that movie was equally as maddening in a way. Um, I, was pro- I gave Maggie the Arnold Schwarzenegger zombie movie of four point two oh four. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm thinking I need to lower the score. I'm gonna leave it where it is, because there are again. I was I was sort of interested, and in, I would say like after the initial half hour. When you sort of realize that Maggie Gyllenhaal's character is like deeply kind of messed up, um, I was more I was I was I, I did get into it for a little bit there, so I don't I don't want to totally shit on the movie. It fell apart in the end. It was very boring and slow from a lot of it. Uh, so yeah, it's not it's not great, uh, and I can't recommend it. So it's 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 a, it's a rare film that I I can't recommend. Uh, like I said, I don't review movies uh, for my health. <laughs> Certainly not, but uh, I do review movies that I, I when I watch a movie I want to like it. I never go into I don't I don't necessarily seek movies that to, that I'm not gonna like. You know I had this whole idea of randomly generating movies to watch that was such a bad idea because like I, you have so many like minutes on on Earth and to to then to actively uh, seek out stuff that that would just like drive you nuts or or, or feel like a waste of time is 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 really crazy. And so, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a kindergarten teacher review, 2018 film. Not, not one you need to see. You can leave this one in on Netflix and just say, oh, okay. My buddy Jeff told me that was just one you just keep, keep pressing the over button to the next movie. 
Uh, speaking of movie news, just to end with, I saw a really good trailer for a, a Netflix movie that's coming, I guess, later this year. Uh, with It was from the guy who did Nightcrawler. And it's uh, also starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And Renee Russo was in this. And uh, I saw John Malkovich, who's been popping up a lot lately. He's going to be in the New Pope show. And he was in this movie. It's called Velvet. I think it was called Velvet Buzzsaw. It looked very interesting. Anyway, speaking of now, just thinking of Netflix films that aren't trash. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you know, I didn't, like I said, I wanted to like Alicia Spinelli, Sarah Colangelo, all my other stuff now. I've, I, and, and, she wasn't doing the accent at all, too. So, if you, you know, if she was born and raised in Staten Island, neither of those, the, that couple seemed like they were, they were Staten Island people to me. I know, having known some Staten Island people, which is fine. I'm sure there's people who don't have the crazy, and I can't do it. It's, it's a very, it's an accent I wouldn't even try to do. But, uh, it was, oh man, I worked with some people who had a heavy Staten Island accent. It's, it's one of the kookiest, uh, uh, sounding uh, when people have a real heavy Staten Island accent, it is it is something else, man. It's maybe it's maybe the weirdest, funniest accent there is, especially in the Northeast. At least it's very specific. Uh, okay, that's um, that's all I got. I actually talked longer about this than I thought I was going to. So, um, yeah, the police arrive and presumably arrest Lisa, and they place Jimmy in the front seat of the car, where he says, "I have a poem." I have a poem, but nobody hears him. So I hated that ending. I really hated it. It was just why it, you know, you that that point was already made. You didn't have to. You didn't have to do it in such a way that like, you know, I don't know. I just did that choice was just bad. I hated hated it. Hell, boy. And the kid's name was Jimmy Roy too, which was like, who's who's naming these people? <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Bye.